0: Each man and woman, when perfectly educated, become an epitome of the history either of his or her own race or of humanity as a whole. A wonderful quote by Sister Nivedita, born as Margaret Elizabeth Noble, a Scottish-Irish social worker, author, teacher and a disciple of Swami Vivekananda. Hello, My name is Malati and this is my show titled, The Impressive Empress. Here, I talk to women leaders, women who have had a humble beginning and have forged their way to leadership, a position to which they have been elevated thanks to their selfless efforts at making a positive difference to the world. As human beings, we all bring our unique characteristics or personality traits to the fore. A successful leader holds on to this uniqueness, ever curious and open to new ideas while staying true to the principles and values that matter the most to them. Our today's guest is one such leader, a social leader, Mrs. Madhuri Sahasrabudde from Pune, India. She currently lives in New Delhi with her husband. I was fortunate to meet this humble and charismatic lady, when she visited Frankfurt, Germany. She was on a first of its kind tour called the Mothers on Wheels tour with three other women. The four women, all of them mothers, travel through 23 different countries covering 22,000 kilometers over a period of 60 days from New Delhi to London. Listen on as we discuss about this tour and many other topics, but most importantly, we delve into what makes Madhuri the Impressive Empress. Good afternoon, Mrs. Madhuri. I'm so happy to invite you to our talk show titled The Impressive Empress, where we are talking to women leaders from various walks of lives, trying to understand their journey to becoming a leader.
1: Grafton and Maltiji, the same, same thing is here also. I'm also... Very much excited to talk to you regarding the Impressive Impress. Yeah, I want to explore more about it, actually.
0: Uh, can you please introduce yourself?
1: I'm, I'm Madhuri Sahasrabudhe. My maiden name was Madhuri Kale. I'm born in Maharashtra and uh, education-wise, I'm B.A.C. M.A.B.A. That is graduation in science, then sociology, master's, and uh, teaching professional. So be a degree. I am uh, I was with the school teaching for a long time. Very recently, I have taken a break from school teaching. And now I have started my own organization called Foundation for Holistic Development in Academic Field. So I'm the chairperson of uh, FHDAF. And uh, we work with the educa- field of education, but not the routine schools or something. Our idea is a bit different. So we'll come to know in the course of time. I think. What about uh, FHDAF and all?
0: So you said uh, you were a school teacher. So what, which grades yeah. were you teaching?
1: I used to teach uh, middle and higher middle classes. That is up to class uh, class uh, ten, we can say.
0: And uh, what subjects were they?
1: My subject was science, actually. And for uh, class 11-12, I used to teach sociology because that was my master's.
0: And what motivated you to
1: become a teacher? To be very frank, it was an obligation because I was in Arunachal Pradesh for uh, uh, nine years after my marriage. Uh, Arunachal Pradesh is a remote area in India. There were no avenues because it was all jungle. And that is why it was very difficult for me to uh, spend the time. So somebody asked me that uh, you are educated. Why don't you uh, explore teaching? And why don't you join my school and teach the students? It was an orphanage, actually. So I started teaching uh, the uh, kids in the orphanage. And uh, I was not expecting any salary from them. Actually, I was not taking any salary from them. And that is how actually uh, I started my teaching. And once I saw the happiness on the teachers, students' faces, when I, was explain, I used to explain them some concept, concept of even simple digestion and they used to understand, oh, this is what happens inside of a, a body. And that, that uh, spark in their eyes that they have understood something really, it, it used to give me immense happiness. And then I decided that I should work with students with the school teaching only.
0: So how did you build upon becoming a better teacher? What did you do? So the initial satisfaction that you derive is there.
1: Uh, Yeah, it was was basically from, I, I used to derive my satisfaction from my students because when they used to come to me asking so many questions, that means I was creating enthusiasm about the subject. They started thinking about that topic and that is why the questions were raised in their minds. That's what I used to feel. And when they used to come and ask me many, many questions regarding that topic, I used to feel that I motivated the students for that topic. When you motivate someone, that becomes the first step of success, I think.
0: Very true. In the 21st century, motivation works like magic. Rather than persuasion, I think Uh it's a very effective way of uh, working. So from teaching school students, you said you have now founded a new organization where you are doing a different kind of work. Maybe you want to say something about it, please.
1: Due to my uh, husband's position in the government, I was not ready to take any job. But I wanted to work with the education field. And that time only I got a chance to visit Northeast. Earlier, I used to stay in the Northeast for 20 years. I had seen the Northeast burning because a lot of uh, unwanted activities were happening there, like Alpha, like NSCN, like uh, Mizo National Front, all of them. The whole area was disturbed. And then that time I was staying there. I was uh, talking to the people. I was trying to teach the students in that area. 1982 to I think 96, and then 96 to 2006. I was in northeast, so it was a long duration. And then I saw that uh, the mothers or the parents they are not aware. Like my mother used to tell me what is good, what is not good, what is what should be done, what not should be done. Then and she was not just dictating the terms; but she used to tell us the stories, and through the stories we used to learn a lot. But that type of culture, because it was absent in northeast, the children there, they were not able to understand anything. And whatever was coming into their mind, they were doing that. And when I studied the things, actually, about the terrorist uh, activities or even the underground students, I used to meet them, I used to talk to them. I I came to know that they are not well equipped with the information they do not know anything somebody is taking them away from the real situation and because nobody is there to tell them the truth or nobody has taught them exactly what is the condition how to analyze the things how to understand the things from their childhood and these things generally it happens in the houses and that is what i felt actually in 2017 after 9 years of gap when i visited northeast I found that there was a huge difference because by that time, many organizations were working with uh, mothers or uh, we can't say mothers, but they were working with women and the girls education was uh, proper. Girls education was increased in the percentage. And because of that, I think the mothers were having the say in uh, uh, children's upbringing. They knew what they their children they want actually to do whatever we call it value education or sanskar in Sanskrit or in Hindi, we call those things. Actually, I found there in uh, northeast, and this triggers me actually to think from that point, anybody in this uh, world, are they recognizing the role of a mother? Because I was able to think, I was able to analyze, I was able to analyze the situation, find out the solutions. Because my mother used to give me some task at home, because my mother used to tell me the stories, because my mother used to, whenever I used to find difficulty, I used to go to my mother and I used to discuss with her. And she used to give me the both the sides, actually. Even if some controversial thing is there, she used to give me the both the sides. This is what is this, this is what is this. If you go by this road, this may happen, this road, this may happen. She was not telling me that go from this road only so she was keeping the options open in front of me and that is how i was grown up i was uh, i built my personality or my personality was built by my mother i can say but that part was missing somewhere in the northeast and that is why i was thinking we have to do something we have to do something so when i got a chance i started working with this because i believe that the home is a first school of any child members of the family they are the first teachers and in that mother is a principal of that family school we can say because the child grows in her lap the child grows in her hands she has the most intimate relation with the children or with the child and that is why whatever she says whatever she tells the child undoubtedly accepts that in the formative age and that is why i thought that we should work with the mothers. Now, if the question will arise in your mind that why should we work with the mothers? Because in the recent days, we have found that whatever the condition was, Northeast was there, something like that. All over India, the situation is arising because the mothers do not know exactly what is their role. They are giving the birth to the babies. They are give, they are nurturing them. They are nursing them. It means they are feeding them. They are changing their clothes. They are washing their clothes. But wherever, whatever that value Time is to be given to the children. That That is somewhere missing. That is what I feel I interpret. Though it was not an alarming situation, but whatever situation is disturbing nowadays in India, it is just because of such type of uh, uncare of the mother or unawareness of the mother. That is what I felt. And that is why I decided to work with that. Moreover, I think that, In India, we have to revive whatever our systems were there. Whatever things are written in Vedas, Upanishads, relevant to this modern time, we have to rewrite or we have to rethink about it. That is what I felt. And that is why I started all these things. This is what is a small introduction of uh, my organization also and why we decide or why we believe that family is a first educational institute and why the mother is the principal of a school.
0: Nicely said. Yes, Mother is indeed the first university. I remember there is one uh, shloka which attributes Mother to be equivalent of one lakh acharyas or something. Acharyas, like right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. So Mother plays a very uh, important role in the development of the child, not just in caregiving, but in the Definitely. emotional and psychological wellness of a person. Okay. And I'm very glad that you're doing a wonderful service. Thank you so much. and. Yeah. Do you have any mentors uh, who are guiding you in this? We can't say that this is something like I'm having a mentor or I have discussed with
1: someone and all. I just started that and then I started discussing with the others. It's my personality, I think, that I start doing the things and then I jump into the water I start swimming and then I ask people that, am I on the right path? Am I doing correctly? (laughs) Am I swimming correctly? That is what is my personality. I have one person in my life, actually, he is very just equivalent to my father. He used to tell me that, why don't you read the stories of or the book Written by Bhagini Nivedita. I started reading her books and I came to know that they are so wonderful books actually. That gave me a a kind of I think motivation that gives me whatever doubts are rising in my mind actually. Once I start reading Bhagini Nivedita's literature, uh, the answers I get automatically. But my mentor, of course, Mr. Sadashi Rao Devudhar, MSc Gold Medalist in Physics from Pune University. He believes that every person can change, provided we give them that type of environment. Give them the information, right? Information and environment, the person mm-hmm. can be changed, and we can we can change every person, any person. That is mm-hmm. what he believes. And he believes that development or whatever nowadays we say that India needs to develop or any country needs to be developed. What what is his mission that? Every person, if he changes, then automatically the society is going to change. If every, so, when all the societies will change, automatically the nation is going to change. So that is how, from individual person to the nation, he has the theory. And I really like that theory. Uh, if we take the example like simple cleanliness, if I'm keeping my house clean, it is not sufficient. All the members of my society where I am st- staying, If they maintain the cleanliness, then the society will remain clean. If all the societies from that town, if they will remain clean, then the whole town will be clean. And if such type of all the towns, they will remain clean, actually. The state will look clean. And then if all the states of the nation will remain clean, then the nation automatically, they will become clean. It's just an example. So that is how actually he says that if every person is developed properly if it's emotional quotient, uh, intelligence quotient, psychological quotient, or social quotient, if it is good, then automatically the whole society is uh, becomes good actually. And when the society is good, then automatically the nation has to be good. And that 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 whatever he says, it it really touches my heart actually. And that is how I have started working with human beings and it's it's i know it's a very difficult task because changing human beings are not uh, an easy task but i have taken that challenge actually and i'm doing i'm, I'm working on that
0: very interesting i also heard uh, recently an interview with dr kalam or a speech given by dr kalam where the nation building should actually start at home and uh, i'm glad that you are doing this kind of work with individuals trying to change their perspective about life and about right. the society. Right. It's a it's a big challenge, as I see. How did you prepare yourself from being a school teacher to becoming someone who was able to create an impact in the society?
1: As I told you, I like to read her books, Bhagini Nivedita's book. books, actually. That really gives me so many things, actually. And it gives me right direction, then uh, give me guidance many times. Every individual is having uh, something, speciality of his or her personality. So my personality is both ways, actually. It is sort of masculine because whenever there are unwanted things happening in the society and if I'm there, then I don't hesitate actually even to raise my hand against the culprits so that it can be curtailed down then and there instead of waiting for the uh, happenings and then take the corrective measures. So I raise my voice, not raising the hand means I raise my voice actually then and there. These are the masculine characteristics I can say because generally men, they are more reactive. But simultaneously, I have a very, I can say that I, I look at the things from the motherly approach. So if anything is happening, then... Like like we treat our children. If he is going near to the fire, we don't explain the child, our own child that don't go to the fire, don't go to the fire. Either we take out the fire from there or if he is going to touch the fire, we will remove his hand from there. Even if he is insisting to touch, then we will hit his hand and take him away from the fire. So as that motherly approach is there for such type of things, if we consider a society also, we have to have that type of motherly approach wherever and whenever it is necessary, the strictness in the reactions, simultaneously a motherly approach to understand the situation and then tackle the situations afterwards properly, explaining them the details of whatever, what may happen to them and all. So those both the things are there with me and that is what I have found out in my personality because... Now, for a long, I'm working with those and many, many times self-assessment we do. And then that is what. So motherly approach and I think this reactionary approach. If somebody says me that don't do this thing, don't do, then I feel that that is a challenge to me. And it is something like a ball when you throw it down or uh, push it down. Then how it bounces back? My personality is something like that. I bounce back. So whenever something is doesn't happen properly, or I'm not getting that proper answer, or any uh, situation I'm not able to, or somebody is purposefully uh, uh, pushing me down, then I come back with bounce actually. And because because of my that nature, I think many times I have achieved. Success, but of course, with a lot of pressure and all. But yes, that is what actually I do.
0: Uh, In your journey, in your transition from being a school teacher to becoming the social leadership role that you have assumed, what has been the biggest challenge in this transition, and uh, how have you overcome that challenge?
1: I'm fortunate enough, actually, because my husband also is having the same. Characteristic like me, uh, as I I think about the society. Fortunately, my husband also thinks about that same way, and that is why his support was always there with me. My challenges were about my anger. Just know, I told you that that masculine trait is there in me. So I used to be reactive. So that was that was my actually the major challenge. Because if you have to work with the people, then you cannot be that react. From the society, from the family, there was absolutely no uh, problem for me, no challenges for me. But the problems were within me. So it took a long time actually to overcome those problems. Because uh, because of I told you that I'm, I, was, I used to be very angry. I used to be very reactive. And due to that, many times actually, uh, I have spoiled uh, so many things in my life. So, controlling the anger for that actually, uh, whatever our Indian tradition is there, that med- meditation that has really helped me a lot. Uh, I generally sit back, think about it, and under- try to understand the situations properly. and that helped that that gives me actually looking inside has helped me to overcome my anger. and this has this was the major challenge for me. Because ideas and all other things, creativity, I I was good at. But anger was spoiling everything. But once I uh, overcome that, I started achieving my goals, actually.
0: Very nice. So introspection has been the key for you. And uh, as you introspect, is that when you get your most or the best uh, creative ideas?
1: Mm,
0: No, introspection
1: gives me actually something like pinpointing every time in my mind that i had I had done something wrong that time i should not behave like that i had done something wrong that time i should not behave like that. so it, it has become now a habit
0: where do you get your ideas from your best ideas from
1: when i see the situation social situation then i somehow i do not know but i feel that if we work like this this is going to happen quite good like like saying for example i can give you an example of my uh, this thing journey when i was just 23 25 years old i was standing on one bus stand and uh, one blind person he came there he was a young uh, a young boy actually and he came there uh, to take the ticket of bus and there only few college going students they were standing and they were they started teasing that uh, blind boy because he, he hit at one place uh, to the railing and he, he was supposed to fell down. So when I saw, as a third person, I saw that incident that the blind boy is coming and he hits the relay. He was about to fell down. Instead of helping that blind person, these two, three boys, young boys, and they were looking quite nice because their clothes were uh, many, quite uh, up to date and must be from a very uh, rich family. I felt... Why such type of feelings are there? Why they are not thinking that they should go ahead and help? Of course, while, I, I, while going to help that boy, only those thing, thoughts came to my mind. But then I started thinking about it. Okay, what should we do so that I can train those students or I can minimum give something okay, where these boys will understand what is blind? What is blindness that they will understand? So uh, in a day or two, I think I, I came to know that, uh, yes, this is how we had to do. I, I do not know how, but it, it uh, continuously thinking, it erupts in my mind. I, I decided to organize one camp. We called around, around, I think, 90, 100 students were there from the colleges. And we had told the colleges that only the leaders, they have to attend this. I narrated them my experience and what I'm going to do with the students. And the colleges liked that idea. So when the students came to the camp, they were not aware what exactly we are going to do. We had told them that it's a leadership camp. And then after Anubhuti camp, Anubhuti leadership camp. So Anubhuti means, you know, it is empathy. On the very first day after the introduction and all these things, I asked them that now there will be a game. And the whole day, we are going to close our eyes and we are going to stay in the campus. So you have seen the things all around you. You know where are the toilets. You know where you are sitting. You know where your uh, uh, rooms are there. You can go there because you have seen it. So we are going to do that. And then one by one, we uh, 50% of the uh, participants, we clo- uh, put the band on their eyes. Uh, in a way that they will not see anything and other 50% we asked them that if any necessity is there then only you are going to help them okay and then we kept them for uh, uh, almost six to seven hours and then the next group's turn came they also were blindfolded and then next day we discussed the students about uh, what was their experience? They they were overwhelmed with the experience. And then they started telling that we had never thought of ki, those who are not able to see, they won't see really anything. Because that feelings that, that anubhuti, or you can say that experience was not there with the children. So when we started doing all these things, then we did with deafness, dampness, because we did not allow them to talk. We took a it on their uh, mouth actually, so mm-hmm. they were not able to speak anything. They were not able to hear anything. They were not even we tied their hands with the sticks so that they can't fold it. To mm-hmm. some, we fold their hands so that so only half of the handles only will be there, and their fingers and all these things they are useful. They become useless. So something like that. Whatever the physical disabilities are there, we try to give them the feelings of that. And after three days of such type of workshop, uh, I think, whatever those students, their experiences were there, the testimonies were there, they were so, so overwhelmed, actually. They they, they they realized that what mistake they have done. And after that, I do not know what change it has brought. But uh, I think three, till, till I was there for three years, I was conducting such type of camps to bring that awareness. And slowly I think uh, I could able to change few of the youths I can't claim that everybody has changed or something it's not possible also but whoever came to the camp minimum I did my best actually so I gave them a different type of vision. I can say that looking at the disabled what exactly they go through and if if 300, 400 students also have learned something from it. It's also a big change in the society. That is what I feel. So this is one example, actually. And such type of things, when I see something uh, disturbing, uh, the ideas, they come to my mind. And then I try uh, uh, thinking about it. I try to discuss with others, actually. And that is how we do. And that mm. is how I, I, I do with my organization.
0: Learning by doing. Learning, In the teaching line, learning by doing is the... Learning awesome. by doing, yeah. I mean, the children also learn quickly from right. that when there is a right. practical demonstration. Right, and, right. You know, right. I also see that your uh, reactive behavior in, in this way is actually helping the society. So <laughs> I think you should continue yeah, to I'll, do... I'll... <laughs> yeah that
1: is a positive part i think i can say that uh, some people say that it's a half filled glass or em- half empty glass so you are looking from half filled glass positive attitude <laughs> so, nice, so nice of you
0: <laughs> so in all this how did you manage your family because uh, any work that involves the society takes a lot of our personal time and personal space of course you mentioned that you had a uh, I mean you have a very understanding husband a very supportive husband but uh, what about your children what about the extended family so uh, being a woman in India a lot of expectations from so many quarters
1: how did you
0: manage Uh, all of this?
1: uh, I think uh, I was not doing any job anywhere when I did this Anuguti camp also, when I was working with uh, uh, in Assam and Arunachal Pradesh, when I was doing some activities also, when I was running one uh, NGO over uh, in Assam for the women, destitute women also. It was all, uh, it was, because it was not a job and it was my own creation, I was having a freedom actually. So wherever I used to go for some meeting or for something, I used to take my children. And even now also, wherever I work, if anybody is bringing their children to my meeting, I say that if you are a mother and if you are coming here, if you bring the child, your child to the meeting, I don't mind. Because the woman, if she is a mother, then she is a mother first. She has to take care of that. Along with that, then she can do. Another thing, another aspect of this part is, when the child comes to such type of meetings, when he or she listens Unknowingly, they understand so many things, actually. And they, 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 that, that uh, uh, unconscious mind keeps on listening, keeps on understanding the situation nearby. And that is why it helps, actually, in their own personality also. So...
0: Absolutely when, true. Yeah.
1: Uh, and that is why whenever I used to go by uh, go for some work, my children always, they used to be a part of my team like in uh, uh, assam i used to run one ngo for destitute women so we used to have a handloom industry type of money uh, handloom centers and wherever i used to go to that center, whenever i used to go to that center and used to work with the ladies then even my child my children also they used to come and they used to start reeling some uh, thread actually or do some help to, to the ladies those who are working And uh, uh, that is how actually that sense of uh, belongingness or sense of responsibility also it uh, uh, created in my children along with me and because they were busy in such type of activities uh, and uh, or they used to play with the children. There was a family atmosphere always wherever I worked and that is why I, I was not at all worried about my children actually what they will do, how they will do and all these things. So that was the best part. So that was that was about children, about the husband I told and because it was all from my side, uh, whenever I, asked, I have to, when I have to work when I, I should not I should take a gap, or such type of things that freedom was there with me. It was wonderful. Even my extended family like my parents, my uh, in laws, they used to be with me in uh, Assam, Arunachal Pradesh, and that time also if if they are coming they are going then those days I used to take a uh, leave and if they are there then I used to ask them also to come along and see what I do. And if you are uh, having good relations, of course we are having good relations with everyone, but they also feel proud actually when we call them, we show them that this is what I am doing and all. And that is how it really changes the perspective, I feel. And that is how I was managing the work-life balance, you can say
0: wonderful I think you have been very fortunate very lucky to have people uh, yeah. walk uh-huh. along with you yeah I have uh, I have seen your husband and daughter support you recently right yeah. very right. yeah, right. Right. yeah. <laughs> you have done a wonderful job of bringing up your daughter I should say
1: yeah.
0: you can be a <laughs> proud you. mom
1: thank you thank you very yeah. much.
0: So do you think there is a difference in being a woman or a man in the kind of uh, work that you are doing? I don't think.
1: I really don't think. Whatever the work is there, a man or woman, he has to do it properly and that's all actually. Of course, few of the things are there where only the uh, female can work, like breastfeeding the baby. Man, We can't expect man to do that actually. Or giving birth to the child, we can't expect. But apart from these two, I think man and woman, there should not be any change. Of course, physically, the woman is little, what to say, sensitive or weak. I I should not use the word weak, but I'm not uh, remembering any synonym to that where we can say that woman has some uh, uh, physical problems actually. Every month she has to undergo that cycle. Those days sometimes she uh, uh, becomes vulnerable actually in the physical condition. So apart from these two, three things, I think male and female, they are same. If if they have the same attitude of work, I I did not find any time anywhere that I am lesser than any male uh, may it be uh, uh, driving by scooter on the hills or taking the child on the back and uh, uh, climb the uh, hilltop, I never find any difficulty. So it, it's in your mind, that is what I feel actually. Mm.
0: You are one brave woman having rallied <laughs> three more women with you to do the, the first ever Mothers on Wheels. <laughs> right, right, right so many countries yeah. <laughs> precisely that that that
1: is that is also one of the example actually because generally driving and uh, these things especially in india we found it it's it's a prerogative to male they only male should drive and female women no 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 they don't drive they just sit nearby at dinner uh, and many times actually the women also they feel that they should be treated like a doll they should be pampered like a doll and all so, but, uh, that that's what I told you. No, we, I have that masculine and feminine both the characters, and that is why I think I feel that why shouldn't I? <laughs> and that is how I did that mothers on wheels uh, ex- uh, experiment. It was an experiment, and it was a wonderful experience, I think, um, through and through.
0: Yeah, and along the process, you have m- you have impressed so many other women. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: I'm happy to be one of them. Right. I- <laughs> Thank you. For that. <laughs> I should so, say thank you. Yeah. We come to the last uh, section of our talk, actually. So, yeah. in all this, how do you measure your success, your personal success or your professional success? How do you define success?
1: See, for me, success is nothing but to achieve a goal. If today I have uh, kept my, uh, kept a goal in front of me that I should walk five kilometers. Or every day I should walk 5 kilometers and one I'm doing that. One day I'm I'm not able to do. Then on that day for my that goal, I'm not successful. So successful is nothing but to achieve the goal actually. Whatever goals we keep in front of us to achieve the goal. So and each one had different goals actually. So and another thing that trying to achieve the goal means you know where you are. When you start the process of achieving the goal, you try to achieve the goal, whether you reach there or not, we do not know. But minimum, you started walking on the path of the uh, 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 that path. That itself is a success for me because success. We can't say that reaching the goal only will be the success. Walking on the path is also success because today or tomorrow, day after tomorrow, you're going to reach the goal if you know the path correctly. So understanding the path, started walking on the path and then reaching the uh, goal. All these three processes, as per me, they are success only. So that is what I will say actually uh, uh, about from my point of view, the success is something like this.
0: So it's, it's uh, each for one's own. It's not dictated by somebody else and it is very no. subjective.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not at all. It has to. You have to decide something, and you have to achieve that. Mm-hmm.
0: What characters or what traits in you kind of has helped you see the success the way you have seen, or what qualities in you has helped you uh-huh. along yeah. the way through your life journey?
1: If you had to keep the goal in you continuously, you start thinking about it. So that is, that is one thing actually. So if you forget your goal due to some other things, like say for example, if I have decided that I will be going for a walk, once again we will take that example, going for a walk for 5 kilometers every day. And then one day because of my laziness, I don't go. Or I forget because someone has come to my place and I forget to walk because I started talking to them, that person, if you're forgetting your goal, it means you are going away from your success. Uh, it should be there in your mind. The, that goal should be there always in your mind. That is one thing. Then when, when you start thinking about the goal, automatically the roadmap comes in front of you. Because you, you when you start thinking, you start thinking the probabilities. And then when you see the probabilities and you start start working on the probabilities also, Somewhere comes to your mind that no, here some hindrance will be there. Afterwards, I will not be able to go there. So you you keep on um, that probable solutions are there. You keep on applying in your mind, and then one time you come to know okay, yeah, this is this is what is my road, and now I should walk. And then once you start that, and that is that is I think that uh, 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 sitting quietly and thinking about the problem, or. I don't need to sit quietly for a long time actually but it remains in my mind even if i am watching the tv also something is in my mind and it keeps on going in my unconscious my subconscious mind and then all of a sudden i get idea "Ah, this is what we have to do so it, it is of course i feel that it's nothing but a training so if we give the training to our mind then it, it happens actually. That is what is my observation or it, it happens with me and that is what I tell.
0: Becoming more mindful of
1: yeah, what we becoming do. Becoming more mindful and you have to start thinking, not you have to start talking to yourself. Hmm.
0: That so is introspection.
1: And in, uh, Introspection is something we analyze the things actually. Hmm. Hmm. Here, instead of talking to others, mm-hmm. you start talking to yourself and then in you, there are two, three personalities and they keep on giving you the solution. That is what I feel actually. See, every person is having two personalities definitely in him. Personalities or I can say uh, two persons in him. One is good, one is bad. That is sure. And that is why many times when we start doing something bad thing, someone in, my, in, in our mind keeps on telling us that don't do this, this is not good, don't do this, this is not good. But then If the wrong mind is or the bad mind is overpowering the good mind, then what happens? We do that thing actually. And that conflict is continuously going in our mind actually. So that is why if we start talking to ourselves, something good also tells us something and something bad mind also tells us something. So we have to analyze that and we have to find out the way. That is what minimum I do. I do not know uh, how much I am able to explain to you. But this is what I feel. Uh, when, whenever I used to talk to my students or my uh, to whom I do counseling and all, I asked them that when you do, there was a case, actually, the boy was stolen something in the school and because I was a principal, the case came to me and I asked the boy that, why did you feel that you should steal? He did not tell anything. So then I asked him that, had you ever... Heard the voice in your mind that when you were stealing something, somebody is telling you that don't do that, don't steal. It's not good. So instantly he told, "Yes, ma'am." It came in my mind, but then I told him, "Why didn't you listen?" Because my other, my some some because I wanted to do that. Then I explained to him that there are two minds. One tells you good thing, one tells you bad thing. So it's up to you. You have to listen. And if you listen to the bad mind, you are going to be blamed by everyone. If you are listening to the good mind, everybody will appraise you. So you, what you want, you have to decide. You want to get blames or you want to get praises. And that that is how actually I used to tackle with the students. That is because my mother had told me such type of things. When I introspect, I found, yes, there are two minds. And then I started training my mind actually in a way. My mind only tells me, about such type of thing and I do I do, I, I do, that actually so but of course it's not that I don't talk to others I do talk to others and then other people also gives me something uh, inputs and then I this, I think about that whether I'm correct or they are correct but one thing I listen to all but do whatever comes to me actually in my mind you are the boss Of your decisions. Yeah. I'm the boss of my decisions and that is why if if the decision is wrong, I take the blames, I don't mind, I don't hesitate and I take the praises also if the things go correctly. So both the things are mine.
0: (laughs) And all this happens, you know, when when you take Mm -hmm. your decisions, some of them may backfire but more often than not when you take the decision and it works out uh, successfully for the goals that you have set, It could mean that we become proud and proud of the fact that we are able to achieve more and more. Right. So, how do you handle that emotion? Mm
1: -hmm. In that case, I think I have given the whole uh, uh, responsibility to my husband. He has to keep me (laughs) (laughs) dumb. You have to let us into <laughs> that secret now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. I feel that sometimes that I'm a kite, that that with the help of thread only I'm flying here and there. But the control is somewhere, and and that we have to give. Otherwise, as the kite, it it gets cut sometimes, and then there is no direction, and it it goes floating here and there, and one time it fails down actually, and if we don't want to then there has to be some control. There has to be a thread which is connected or which is grounded. And that keeping me grounded, I have given the thread actually to my husband's hands. So whenever I do such type of thing, and not even my husband's hand, my husband's hand and my children's hand actually, because many times my children also, they tell me that you're going a little more, come back, it's okay, enough, (laughs) something (laughs) like that. (laughs) so so somewhere we have to we have to give them and um, when my children tell me like this i really feel proud i feel proud about my children also ki they know to where to stop they know to tell me where to stop it means in their life also they will be knowing where to stop and if they do not know then i am there to tell them and they will equally listen to me so, that is, that is something like a family uh, part, actually, we can say. It's not that in uh, with only my thread is in my husband's hand. My husband's throat, uh, thread is in my hand. So, whenever he goes above sometimes, then I pull him down, actually. So, come down. So, we have to be here only. Something like that. So, we have given the threads into each other's hands, actually. So Wonderful. It,
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Family supporting one another. Yes family supporting. Women. It's the best one can ask for. Precisely, yeah. exactly.
1: really, really, really.
0: So in today's uh, context, uh, Madhuri what do you think is the biggest barrier for a woman to step into a leadership role? Her own self, if she decides, she can
1: do anything. The only thing is whether she decides or not. To be very frank, hmm. there is nothing in this world which women cannot achieve. Hmm. Really. Mm. But many times we find that even the small, small things, the women, they they need the help of somebody else. A simple thing, They now in India, sometimes we find that actually, the women, those who want to go from their house to a nearby area, they mm. need someone to take them there. And I get, I, I, I really surprised, what? Today's world, such type of ladies are there, it means that shows itself they are not strong enough in my mind. Of course, I don't blame the ladies or such type of women because I think their upbringing is in that way, most probably, or they might have got some experience that is why, but they have to overcome it and that. Not overcoming it, not over, overcoming such type of things and feeling proud to be dependent on someone or not taking the decision, that hurts me a lot, actually. That really hurts me a lot. I do not know why uh, uh, they do, but there they, they, they are. And that is why I feel that anything the woman can do, if she decides, if she decides to do, uh-huh. and if she decides... Because I feel that woman is a born leader because she knows how to take along with others. Because she is a mother at heart. Every woman is mother at heart. And because she is a mother at at heart, that motherly attitude, motherly approach is automatically in her. She has to understand that. And that is the thing. And if she understands, then she can take along anybody with them actually. She can change their mind. She can change their lives. She gives them the directions. So automatically, whatever she has to achieve, she achieves. So nobody nobody can stop her doing all these things. Only thing, whether she
0: wants it or not, it's herself
1: only. That is what I feel.
0: I think more often than not, this is what Many people are saying, so one has to decide for oneself right, that oneself. they want to step up. Yeah. Right. Uh, what is the one characteristic that you think every leader should have?
1: I think listening. I, I feel sometimes that whenever uh, people start appreciating you in the society, you start losing that ability or uh, capacity to listen. That's what I tell. No? That thread has to be in someone's hand. If that thread is not in someone's hand and goes in your head and you start thinking that who is she to tell me something, one thing, or if someone is coming to explain the, uh, sorry, say the problem, if she's not listening properly, she will not be able to give the solution. But many times we find that they don't listen. They feel that they know the, they know the concept, they, 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 they know the problem. She knows the problem. The leader knows the problem. So that is why if if someone is listening properly, then he understands the problem also properly. Another aspect of that, when you listen for 5 minutes or 10 minutes, if you listen to a person who is sitting opposite to you, he he had come to you because you are a leader. He He was expecting that you should listen and you should give some solution. And that is why in his mind, your Personality is something like a leader. So if you don't listen, next time he will think, should I go to him? He doesn't listen only. So why should I go to him? It means you are losing your leadership. That is also one more more aspect of that. And that is why I feel that listening is the most important aspect of any leader. And take everyone along. If anyone is there who is going with his own ideas, he is going ahead, and leaving many people behind, that is also not a good leadership. So as uh, as per the speed of the society, you have to go taking along with the society and listening characteristics. I feel that they are a decision making. Of course, it is there. But if you don't listen, then how are you going to take the decision? So the okay. basic basic problem, basic uh, this thing is listening. Because many times we hear that decision making is the major part of a leader and what decision he takes, it depends on what type of results will be there. So leader has to take the decisions and on. But I believe I feel that listening without listening, you're not supposed to analyze and you're not supposed to take the decision. And that is why listening for me is the most important aspect of our leadership.
0: Again, wonderful answer. So. <laughs> What would be your advice for uh, the young generation that wants to take up uh, social leadership like the way you have done?
1: They should listen to their inner mind. They should keep on asking themselves about before reacting to any situation, whether whatever information I have got, is it correct or not? They have to analyze that on their own. Just because someone is saying, if they will start listening to others, then other people are going to take them to the stride. That is why my advice to the youngsters are, listen everyone's, not only one or two people's, listen everyone's. There are 360 degrees angle. And I believe that if you think of 360 degrees, like if I say, if I I tell you the example, if we look at something, i look from my angle and that is why the chair which is kept in front of me i see that the back is there the front part where the seat is there then four legs are not four only two legs are there if someone is looking from back he is not able to see the seat part and he is able to see only the back part so the back uh, the, straight, uh, the the part of back and the two uh, legs he is able to see the one who is looking from the side he will be able to see a different form of uh, 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 chair. The chair is chair only but all those three or all those angles from wherever we are seeing it's different if you have to tell the example of then we have we know everyone uh, all of us we know that example five blinds and one visionary visionary means one who is who was having eyes. They went to the jungle and uh, they found one elephant. So before telling the visionary or before telling the, uh, those who, are, who was having eyesight, they went to the uh, elephant, touched it. And someone told that elephant is nothing but a flat surface. Elephant is nothing but, so other told elephant is nothing but a jhadu, Jadu means uh, a broomstick. Mm-hmm. That uh, other one tells, no, 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 it is something like what whatever we clean in the house, the rice and all these things, it is something like that. The other one says, No, it's something like a pipe. The only one present there who was having eyes, eyesight, he knew what elephant is. Though what he makes, he keeps he, he makes them sit together and then explains them and then rotate them all over instead of looking at one place. Rotate them all over and then all the blinds they come to know what elephant is. Something like that, if we analyze the social situations from 360 degrees, and I will say that 360 degrees are only in one plane. If we look at the situ- if if we if we have the if we create the ability in ourselves to look at the things from not only from 360 one plane, but 360 planes, then whatever that circle is there. We will be able to see it as a sphere, as a ball. So that is what we. I feel that that type of vision is necessary for us to create in our mind actually. And it's nothing but a training, training to our own mind. And without that, don't take the decisions, analyze the things properly, look from the 360 degrees and then take the decision for anything in your life that is what i will suggest
0: amazing requires a lot of time and energy right i think as we as we practice as we start the training and as we move in that direction i think we can soon get a grasp of it right 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 wonderful talk with you madriji thank you thank you so much for your time and all the
1: thank you thank you
0: lovely advice that you have shared with us gems actually i should say
1: i should i should say thank you actually for giving me opportunity to express myself very freely in your impressive impress thanks a lot thank Mm
0: -hmm. you change begins with one person at a time with this deep belief and a motherly approach that makes room for compassion understanding Discipline, strictness, inculcating values and acting appropriate to a situation, she works with the society at large to bring about a transformation for a better tomorrow. Thank you, Mrs. Madri Sahasrabudde, for the wonderful work you are doing. Salutations to such inspirers in our lives. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you liked this conversation and found it inspiring. If you think this could help transform minds, please share this with friends, family, associates, anyone. Do you have a question that you want me to ask our next guest? Do write to me at empress at online. E-M-P-R-E-S-S at B-H-O-G-Y-A Online. I look forward to receiving your comments at bhogya.online slash empress. While there, you can also get to know about more of such leaders and how you can lead like the impressive empress. Make sure you subscribe and follow our talk shows on Facebook, Instagram or Pinterest. Bye, until the next time and take care.